I couldn't decide how I felt. Like I'd wake up in the morning, I'd have this really intense impending doom feeling like something terrible was going to happen or was happening at that very moment. My chest was sore and tight. It felt bruised. Every morning when I'd wake up, my heart rate was instantly racing. And the worst part was, was that there wasn't a single reason why that should have been happening. Welcome to The One Up Project. Money is fuel that, that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora gorgeous people, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today we are doing a travel update. It's about three months since I left the country. I left New Zealand on the 1st of September. I'm currently in Bangkok in Thailand right now, which is amazing. And by the time you listen to this episode, I will be in Singapore, I think. And then I will be going back to Bali. I've spent most of my time in Bali. uh, And that is where I will be spending most of my time after I come back from my little excursions around the rest of Southeast Asia. I really had no idea like what I was doing when I chose to go on this trip, when I chose to move, like I didn't know what the intention was necessarily and I think that was a big part of my issue um, that I'll talk about but it was super spontaneous. I am definitely the kind of person who is ignorance is bliss when it comes to putting myself out of my comfort zone. Like, I don't want to know how hard or challenging it's going to be, I just want to do it and experience it at the time and don't emotionally or mentally prepare myself for that whatsoever and that I don't know I don't know what that is is that good or bad who knows but what I know is that it teaches me to just deal with things and I always usually come out of it fine and that helps grow my resilience and my self-confidence but what I didn't really anticipate was how much this trip would be completely out of my comfort zone like I thought yeah you know I'll be by myself a lot I'll be meeting new people I'll be you know, probably feeling all sorts of emotions, but I really did not anticipate just how many negative emotions I would feel, and I guess where those emotions would go, like I just never anticipated I would feel the way that I have felt. I decided to travel for a couple of reasons. The first one being, like everyone, I was a little bit claustrophobic in New Zealand. Obviously, we'd been on lockdown for however many years but also I'd never traveled before like outside of family trips I hadn't done any in air quotes real travel so to speak where you're experiencing a culture or a lifestyle or working out what that means for yourself as an individual person I'd never like done that and I'd spent so much of my time talking to people in New Zealand and hearing the same messages about being curious and taking risks and and hearing about so many other people's experiences made me think, okay, now it's time to have some of my own. There was definitely an innate feeling within me that I just needed to go. I didn't think about it too much, and this is coming back to like the ignorance is bliss thing. I really didn't give why I was going or how it was going to work too much thought at all. And if you want to hear the story about why I chose to go, how I prepared for that, and everything to do with that, go to episode 147 
which is called Why I'm Moving to Bali in a Recession. I really didn't know if I was moving or like what was happening, but that's what I've titled it. So that was it. I really wanted to change my current environment, experience something new, and yeah, I really just had no idea what I was in for there. The other reason was that I wanted to create a life that gave me the freedom and the flexibility to live aligned with the way that I wanted to live. And so that meant working for myself most likely or having some kind of remote job, taking the podcast full time in a way that felt right to me. Uh, whatever that meant, it could have been one or multiple of those things. That is something I wanted to work out while I was away. Again, and we'll talk about this, I really didn't anticipate how hard that would be to do both at the same time, like try to experience this traveling thing and like do that and then also work on your career because I don't, if you haven't traveled, you might not realize just how much of an emotional toll it can take on you, especially as a solo traveler. I obviously have nothing to compare it to. Uh, yet but I think when you're on your own you're processing so much as it is with the added pressure of like okay what am I going to be doing as my career or how am I going to make money that just there's a lot going on within that but yeah that was sort of my other intention and I felt like if I moved somewhere with a low cost of living that it would be so much more possible because I could live off smaller amounts and like use that time to build up whatever it is I was doing more and more. My living expenses in Bali, like my rent is half what I was paying in Auckland. So that's just one thing. And food is probably slightly more expensive than buying all my groceries and making it myself, only slightly. But I get to go out for every meal and have that kind of experience. So I don't need to cook. I don't need to put time into doing dishes, none of that. So the time that I get back... And the experience I have for just a slightly more money is like a million times more worth it, right? So if we're just talking about accommodation and food as the two basics I need, living is reasonably easy on a low wage. And of course you need a remote job to do that, but it's possible. It is 100% possible if it's something that you want to do and have the capacity to do. So I wanted to give you a few words to describe like how I felt at different points in the last couple of months because... There's so much to unpack, guys. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> and I don't know where to start and I don't know which direction to go in, but I'm just going to go in the direction it goes. And if there's anything you're interested in outside of what I've spoken about or like in relation to what I've spoken about, just message me on Instagram at the One Up Project and I'll try and do some more episodes around it. But I know that most of you guys who have requested this episode just want to hear like a general update nothing really in particular which I understand because I like just listening to people's general chat about whatever it is they're going through too and I think I just get all uptight about what's the value and what's the purpose so I'm just going to talk about what it whatever comes out so I wanted to give you a few words to describe how I felt in the last couple of months excited nervous confused angry upset scared content, unsettled, a lot of those very contradicting, those are kind of the main ones that I feel like I've felt and have come to mind. Um, I really don't think I know how to describe how I've felt slash how I'm feeling now and I know that's what hindsight will tell me and I already have a bit of hindsight now for like comparison to when I first arrived in Southeast Asia but I think it won't be until I get home to New Zealand where a lot of those things fully sit with me and are fully like okay 
now I understand why I was feeling what I was feeling at that time. I haven't really had control over my feelings, which is an interesting thing to say in itself because does anyone really have control over their feelings? You know, like you have control over your behaviors and your actions as a result of those feelings, but do you have control of like the innate feelings that come up as a result of something that's happened? I don't I don't think you do because I think they're like what's the word like um I don't know I feel like your emotions are built into you like they're trained responses as a result of the experiences and the life that you've lived so I don't know if we can really control the way we feel and I kept expecting myself to be able to do that because I think in so many situations before I have been able to or it felt like I have been able to control my emotions, but maybe I've actually just been able to control my reaction to my emotions, and the emotion hasn't been so dramatic <clears throat> that it's overthrown my ability to control my reaction. I'm not too sure. But the fact that I felt like I didn't have control over my emotions made me really, really uncomfortable and really, really unsettled, and that's been the main root of all the emotions I think that I've felt, or the the problems I feel like I've had since being away, just feeling this complete lack of control, and that's the reason I said I was scared. Also, there have been points at this time where, as a solo female traveler, I have felt unsafe, and that's been interesting to navigate, but when I also say scared I mean scared of myself like oh my god I feel this way and I can't stop feeling this way this is scary like how am I going to overcome this if I can't control my emotions I'm just gonna explode like I don't know what to do it's such a strange feeling to feel completely out of control of your own emotions and then I guess also my reactions because of the emotions like I was doing things as a result of feeling insecure or feeling upset that it wasn't me and the fact that I couldn't just switch out of that was so confusing. I would really like to acknowledge that this lack of control came with an excess of freedom, which is a huge privilege. And what I have really come to understand on this trip is the privilege that is freedom. The ability to wake up every single day and make a choice about what I want to do with my day and not have to consult a single other person is like freedom beyond belief. And I think it's it's just so resonated with me how unique of a situation I'm in right now that I probably won't be in for a long, long time within other parts of my life. Like for example, with a partner, with kids, even like your friend group at home. Do you know what I mean? Like your family, you have these obligations to these people because you care about them and you love them and it's not a burden, but it definitely does impact your life and I don't have any of that right now. My only obligation is to be a friend, to be a family member online where I get to choose when I reply to people. I think to experience this level of freedom is an intense and amazing privilege which I am just beyond grateful for. And now that the shadow somewhat of how I was feeling at the start of this trip has dissipated, I can fully recognize that. 
when I say shadow, you can go to episode, just like plugs for myself, because when I'm talking about things, I am referring to things I've already discussed, so episode 152, the unexpected challenges of solo travel, that's where I kind of go over this rain cloud feeling. First and foremost, I want to acknowledge the privilege that I have. With that intense freedom has come this lack of control, which is a massive contradiction, right? To feel like you have the choice to do anything you want but as if you have zero control over how you feel or like what's happening the strangest thing and then I've had to deal with feelings of guilt about not being appreciative of the position I'm in and like all these different feelings that come up and pressure I'm putting on myself you know this is just me having dinner alone thinking about all of these things stressing out because I don't feel the way that I feel like I should feel and that's me in a nutshell like I've always been like that definitely more so in the last year and year and a half, like a lot more critical, analytical, just I really take the time to think through every thought I have, why I have that and like where I'm going from there and I think that's works to my benefit and detriment in many different ways. So a big part of this trip and probably one of the main parts in order to combat, I suppose, this weird feeling of lack of control is to learn how to just be and to just accept and to live and to experience things as they are, not what I want them to be, not what they I think they should be, not like this weird, deep, analytical version of, of my thoughts. Just let them come and go. Like, it's fine. I don't need to have an answer or why to everything. I can just let a feeling be there and let it go just as easily, and that's been a really hard thing for me to learn. I guess a, a warning within this episode, a lot of the things I'm going to say probably might seem dramatic, especially to those who don't fully acknowledge every single feeling they have in the sense that, you know, you don't need to know why you feel a certain way, you just let yourself feel that feeling and like move through it as you do, whereas I have had to learn how to do that. So it might sound somewhat dramatic and I'm going really, really in depth and in detail, but I don't know, I just think it's why I have a podcast if I'm not going to go in depth and in detail about every single thing I've felt on this trip. So I am going to, going to be describing a lot. And there's so much to cover. Like there's, you know, there's just so much to cover. I could talk about this in any direction I wanted to. And I asked you guys for some questions, so I'll answer those at the end as well. But I'm going to be focusing mostly on my thoughts and my feelings so far Episode 156 has the more practical stuff around preparing to travel financially and that kind of thing if you're interested. So what are the main differences between how I feel now versus how I felt at the start and the things I was describing in episode 152? I mentioned this a little earlier but I currently feel a lot, a lot, a lot more content than I felt at the start. A lot more settled for sure and that has been the biggest relief like it's been such a relief because I was sending myself into this spiral like honestly a spiral and it was just scaring me a little bit because I've never felt so out of control in terms of my mind before it was weird I couldn't I I couldn't decide how I felt like I'd wake up in the morning I'd have this really intense impending doom feeling like something terrible was going to happen or was happening at that very moment my chest was sore and tight it felt bruised every morning when I'd wake up my heart rate was instantly racing and the worst part was was that there wasn't a single reason why that should have been happening 
And that was the most frustrating part because I'd wake up, I'd feel like this, and instead of validating it and acknowledging that I felt that way, I would think to myself, why the fuck do you feel this way? You've literally got the biggest opportunity right now to live life how you want to live it, and you're ruining it by feeling like this. And then I would tell myself I was ungrateful, like, (laughs) you're really getting an insight into the personalities here. And then that obviously just made me feel worse, right? Because I was beating myself up for the way I felt when what I really needed to do was just validate that it's okay I felt that way. I'm safe within my own mind and let's just go through this day doing the things that we want to do. Because I always look for a reason why. Why do I feel this way? Where is it coming from? What experience has now dictated that I respond to this situation in this way? I I couldn't find that. Like I, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what the reason was. So therefore there was no solution. And I think you know, not having the solution, not having the control to change how I felt was, was just, yeah, just so unsettling. And I think if you have traveled solo, I know a lot of people can relate to this, but if you haven't, you probably might be thinking, why? Like, why did you feel like that? Exactly my question. (laughs) Exactly my question. But with slightly more hindsight now, I think I can recognize that I felt that way because I had quit my job, I had sold my car, I had sold pretty much all my stuff to fund this trip and it felt like I really left a lot at home in terms of what I knew but I didn't have anything to go back to in terms of like practical stuff like you know no job no car no like nothing like that Uh, and then I'd also left my comfort zone behind so my family my friends to be alone and I'd always say oh I love being alone love being by myself love being independent And then I got to Bali and I was like, I hate being alone. I hate being independent. Like, where's a comfort zone? Where's a hug? Where's a hug from someone I love? That's what I want right now. And so I think just throwing myself outside of my comfort zone without really acknowledging that that's what I was doing into a completely new culture as well. Of course, Bali is heavily westernized, but there are things that you see that you wouldn't normally see at home. Poverty is in front of your face directly. Uh, Seeing a wealth gap so obviously in front of you, you know, things like that. And Bali wasn't even like, that was not even that much of a culture shock. When I got to Thailand, oh my God, that was a thousand times worse because it is a little bit less westernized over here. So learning how to accept that I was buying into like a almost gentrification in a way of a place is interesting and like dealing with the emotions that come with that and oh there was just yeah so many things to feel so many things to acknowledge that I didn't realize I had in terms of privilege or ignorance or misunderstanding or like all of those things so there was so much I thought I knew that now wasn't true or that I didn't know and when I had done so much work to be this intentional aware person and feel like oh actually I have no idea was like a very unsettling uncomfortable feeling to me because it felt like so many things I thought I knew were no longer true and yeah I was just completely away from my comfort zone and I think that's why I had these underlying feelings even if I wasn't fully aware that that was happening it was like subconsciously happening I think another thing I was doing was over time I was putting all these expectations on myself to be uh in air quotes, real traveler, and I felt so guilty or bad about myself if I wasn't, like, doing those things or making all of these friends or, like, acting in the way that all the other travelers were acting. 
like I'll give you a simple example. So I stayed in hostels for the first, I don't know, month. And then I then I moved into a homestay, which is essentially your own room and bathroom and like a shared complex with a shared pool kitchen, all that kind of thing. And I felt so guilty that I wasn't doing the whole hostel thing. I was like, I'm not a real traveller. I'm not going to meet people this way. Like I'm not... This was like the pressure I was putting on myself when I just wanted my own room and bathroom and it was the same price as staying in a 12 room. Anyway, I don't need to justify it, but you know, that was like, I was just putting all this expectation on myself to be what I thought I should be instead of just being what I wanted to be. So when what I wanted to do wasn't matching what I thought I should be doing, I felt horrible and like I was failing and then this failing on top of this subconscious realization of I don't know I don't know anything was yeah it felt like a lot of I don't know I don't even know how it felt it was just emotional it was just emotional for me and it's funny because I now feel so stupid and naive like oh god I had no idea what I was in for but I'm also so so glad and just amazed at all the things I have felt and could feel and like I've reached parts of myself that I didn't think were even there which <laughs> which I have hated and been grateful for as well it was funny it's kind of at times felt like I was back in high school again you know the classic like I'd see these other people in these hostels who were just so confident so sure of themselves so it seemed and I was like I want to be them I was like why am I not like that I'm a confident person I literally talk to people on a podcast about my vulnerabilities and emotions like I I can do this and then I just couldn't like I was like so insecure so not confident so nervous around other people's it was just like who am I who is this person right now I I could not tell you but then here's what changed it all validating myself telling myself it's okay I know how simple does that sound but how often do you just Tell yourself it's okay that you feel a certain way. What's a common example? So if you are, I feel like it's going to be personal to everyone, but so let's let's think about if you are going into a public or social situation, like a party or a networking event or uh, any kind of event where there's going to be a lot of other people there and you're getting nervous about the fact that there's so many people there and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to talk to everyone. There's so many people who are more confident than me. I'm so nervous. I feel so introverted. Like I don't know what I'm going to say, blah, 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 blah. Any kind of situation, social situation like that. How many times do you sit with yourself while you feel like that and say, it's okay that you feel like this right now. It's okay that I feel like this right now. I'm safe like within myself. I'm safe within myself. This is a safe place inside my head. I can feel any way I want to. I don't need to tell anyone about it. It's okay that you feel nervous and scared. It's okay that other people are more confident than you in this situation. It's okay that you're less confident. You could go in here and not talk to a single soul and that would be fine. All that matters is that you're here right now, that you're making the effort. Push yourself as much as you're willing to, but not past the point to where it's going to have a severe impact on your mental well-being at this time. Just, it's okay that you're here. It's okay that you feel nervous. Let's just walk in and accept that however things go is how they go. Like, how many times do you just validate the way you feel? 
I, I never did that. Like I, I actually never did that, not consciously. Like I never said, it's okay that you feel this way. And it's okay if you do the bare minimum. I think a big part of why I never did this before was because I had a real hustle culture mentality kind of thing where it was like, no, we've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone every opportunity you get. You've got to just go for it. You know, you're not going to get these opportunities. Push past the nerves. Push, push, push. It was just like constant pushing when I just needed to be. I just needed to feel the way that I felt and push through it. Not even push through it. Just be in it. Not push against anything. Just sit in those feelings. Let them be there. And I felt so much freedom since doing that. Like so, I felt so much better, so much more positive, so much more content since I just let myself be. As you may have noticed, one of my issues was socializing and I got really nervous around people and that wasn't like me. I knew I could do better. So I was saying, come on, just push yourself out there, go and talk to people. But then I stopped doing that and I just said, no, no, it's okay that you feel this way. Just do whatever you want to do. And if you talk to people as a result, then great. If you don't, who cares? There are billions of people in this world. You will talk to people at different stages. Don't worry about socializing. Just worry about being and doing whatever you want to do. Just be and experience it as it is. And you will most likely get so much more out of it that way. Come out of it with a much more positive mindset and remember that as a much more positive experience are there times where we need to push ourselves outside of our comfort zones for sure are there times where we need to just hustle through something some kind of feeling uh, or emotion to get to a certain result absolutely like I don't discount the fact that there are times where we have to just move past these emotions and get shit done but I think that we can still do that and validate the way that we feel first it's okay that I feel nervous but I'm going to go and talk to this person anyway it's okay that going to this thing makes me feel extremely anxious but I'm going to do it anyway like you can still do the thing and be there without making yourself feel like shit about it also like I said I have not fully worked through all of these emotions so we could get three months down the track and I have a completely different you on this but this is just how I'm processing it all right now and sort of how I'm feeling I went to this hypnotherapist (laughs) in Bali because where else would you go to a hypnotherapist and I met her really randomly actually I've been going to these events uh, where they do like talks it's super cool there's such a cool community in Bali anyway I didn't actually go to this event, but my friend did, and she introduced me to this woman who was a hypnotherapist, because we went out to dinner afterwards, and I was just talking to her, and I instantly felt understood and comfortable around her, it was, she just like, it was like she just got what I was talking about, and so I ended up doing this hypnotherapy session with her, anyway, we did a lot of this inner child work, right, which I'd never done before, I've never really done things like this, or I guess looked into things like energy, or in a child or you know I've done self-development in other ways I guess learning about new things but I've never really assessed the past or like what I'm doing right now like I'm very future focused I'm a very future focused person which again 
is not always the best thing but yeah that's sort of where I live in the future a lot of the time and so this just allowed me this exercise allowed me to bring it back to the past and the present when you think about yourself as a little kid like the I the sort of version of myself I was thinking about was a five-year-old girl just starting school you know just at the start of like her education she has no idea what she's in for and I just think about how innocent we are as kids you know just like how clueless we are we have no idea we're just experiencing experiencing things as they come to us we don't know what it means or even have any idea of like if we should be we don't know anything there's no shoulds we just do and part of the exercise was like this little girl recognizing how I was feeling now and she was so confused because she was like, why the fuck are you analyzing everything so deeply? When she just wanted to be, you know, like she had this natural curiosity, but it didn't need to mean anything. It was just there to exist and to absorb, but not necessarily to analyze. Recognizing who that little girl is, because I'd definitely forgotten about her a lot, and just who I am, the parts of me that I'd, not intentionally, but covered or tried to move away from, I'd forgotten about those parts of myself. Like an example of this is that I'm actually a very, I don't know, I often get the comment that people see me as this independent, sure of herself, level-headed person. Uh, And I think that is a part of me, but there's also another part of me that is really sensitive and emotional and naive and excitable and like I don't know there's parts of that that I let show and then parts of that that I didn't and this exercise kind of helped me to then validate that part of myself as well and I feel like I've just opened up this other part of who I am and being able to be this this girl you may have seen I've done a lot of content around moving away from a black and white mindset like I'm 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 not this or that I'm not introverted or extroverted I'm not independent or dependent I'm both and it's okay to be everything. You don't have to label yourself as this type of person. And I've been really trying to move away from that. So the simple words of telling yourself it's okay can change your life, I think. And I'm sure it's something we can all recognize that we do with other people. It's so important to validate someone's emotions before passing judgment on them or your opinion or giving them advice. It's always important to just say, it's okay that you feel that way, first and foremost, Often people just want to be validated and we do that for other people but how often do we do it for ourselves? And I really want to stress here that it's not validating as in when a change needs to be made, you're continuing to validate your own emotions to the point where you never get anything done. But first and foremost, whenever you feel any type of way, telling yourself, it's okay that I feel that way but I know that it's not also the healthiest way for me to move forward. A better way would be this but it's okay that I feel like this about it at this point. I can sit in that for a little bit and then I can move on. And that's just something I was not doing. It also gave me the capacity to be there for others so much more and for myself because once I validated my own emotions and I told myself it's okay to feel that way when other people were, weren't feeling the best or were down or whatever, I had this emotional capacity, this increased emotional capacity to tell them it's also okay that you feel like that. I validated my emotions. I've said that it's okay. I feel settled and don't have any of this insecurity or guilt or expectation on myself so I'm not going to put that onto anyone else all I'm going to put onto other people is that it's okay that they feel the way that they do 
And there's no type of resentment or negative emotions towards other people because you're so satisfied in the way that you've treated your own emotions within yourself, which I think speaks to so much there in terms of why, you know, hurt people hurt people and insecure people make other people feel insecure. And like that kind of saying continues to make sense for so many different emotions. So once you validate your own emotions, you feel so much, you have this this increased emotional capacity to be there for other people so when I started doing exactly what I wanted to do not the shoulds but what I wanted to do that's when I really felt like I could take advantage of this freedom this privilege of freedom that I had and I had a better experience overall I was doing things in the way that I wanted to do them I was happy to be alone I didn't feel guilty or have this FOMO if I wasn't doing all these other things I saw other people doing I did what I wanted to do and I was satisfied with that I definitely have always had this issue with not feeling like things are enough. Like it could always be better. I could always have done better. The situations with other people could have always been better or like there was nothing was ever enough for me. And I never, someone once told me this before, (laughs) that it's like nothing's ever enough for me. And I, I said to them, no, you silly, silly, naive person you have no idea what you're talking about you have absolutely no clue but here I am two and a half almost three years later since that person told me that thing realizing actually maybe they're right maybe nothing was ever enough for me and now I'm finally starting to come to terms with why that is and why that's been hurting me in life generally it might even be important to do a whole episode on this because the realization in itself has really improved things for me that I was struggling with even before I left. But I didn't see them because this trip highlighted so much and something the hypnotherapist told me. And Bali is a very spiritual place. I don't think you can go there without being engrossed, is that the word, like involved with this spiritual type energy that's there. It just happens. And when you see people so happy and you're thinking, how are they so content? You start to learn why and like the importance of everything. But something that uh, the hypnotherapist she was telling me about was, she's like, there are two reasons people come to Bali. People don't, well, first and foremost, people don't choose to come to Bali. They're called to Bali. That's what she believes. So she's lived there for 12 years. She's Indonesian. I'm not sure where, but she moved down to Bali and around 12 years ago. And she's like, I've noticed that there's two reasons people come here. The first one is either to cover up pain through partying and getting wasted or to heal their pain through this whole spiritual thing and community that is Bali. And I sort of thought in my head, yeah, okay. But when I thought about it more, I was like, "Mm, interesting, because so much of what I've had to deal with on this trip are things that definitely existed before, but I just had no idea how prevalent they were in terms of impacting my decisions and how I thought. And being alone, traveling, highlighted that 100% more than it would have if I was at home in my comfort zone. I think that's going to be true for anyone. When you put yourself outside of your comfort zone, you learn things about yourself and, and other people. And then you come home and you've had all these realizations because you've been outside of what your norm is like. Of course it's going to happen. I, I know it's a cliche, but I also believe it's so crucial to, sure, your development as a human, blah, 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 but your contentment with life in general. So the letting go of the control thing has been an interesting one because that is another part of my identity that I didn't think was true. 
I didn't think I had an issue with control because I've always been a really go with the flow kind of person uh, in life. Like I'm not really bothered by if it's this or that, like I'll just go with whatever. But when it comes to my own life, I'm very controlling, I think, over what I do with my career and how I live. Like I'm quite controlling over myself and I didn't really realize this. So having this freedom felt like a lack of control because I had so many options. I felt a certain way about those options that I felt like I couldn't control. And then once I validated those feelings and tried to navigate through that, it felt like I had more control. But the control piece is a myth. Like I didn't, and I don't have control. It's about letting myself feel the way I feel so that naturally I'm doing what is best for like my mind and my system. I think also being in Thailand has helped me a lot to move through that and realize that because I kind of treated my trip to Thailand as like a holiday. I had things that I wanted to tick off and do and I've done those and that's just, I don't know, it's really helped to settle some of the thoughts I had initially. The interesting thing though is that Thailand has been a massive culture shock in comparison to Bali. And so I've been dealing with a completely different set of feelings where I feel more settled in myself but more unsettled from an environment perspective. It's funny how life works like that, right? When I'm more settled from an environment perspective in Bali, so then I have sort of the capacity to deal with the emotional discomfort. Then when I go to Thailand, I have more emotional capacity to deal with the unsettled feeling I have from the environment. So yeah, that's how it's worked out here. And when I say that Thailand's been a bit more of a culture shock, it's such a weird thing because all the Southeast Asian countries, and I guess Asian countries in general, but from my experience so far, are completely different. Even within Bali, the different areas of Bali are completely different. Different vibe, just everything. And so Bali to Thailand, very, very different places. And I've seen things and experienced things here that have, you know, left me walking home from dinner bawling my eyes out and you know just things like that that I wouldn't expect to have the impact on me that it did but it did and then having this real like cynical view of the world and feeling like the world's fucked and there's nothing anyone can do to fix it because there's just so many things that are wrong and then having this empowerment because I'm like no I can con contribute to a better world through doing this and then like yeah it's just interesting and internalizing all of those emotions without really talking to anyone about it probably isn't the best thing to do either and that's why I've been journaling slash doing a podcast about it is probably quite a healthy thing for me. Your experience traveling is going to be so unique to anyone else's. My experience is going to be completely different to yours. Your life experience, world view, age, who you come with or come without, the time that you come, luck, it's all going to impact the experience you have. And as much as I can tell you right now what my experience is, you will definitely have a different experience to me. One of the main reasons I was so confused is that every time I told someone I was going traveling on my own, it was, oh my God, you're going to have the most incredible time of your life. Like this is going to be the best time of your life. And I thought, great. And then when I got here and I felt like crying every day, I thought, what the fuck were these people talking about? Where's my best experience of my life? And that's where I think the pressure came from was like, this is supposed to be the best experience of your life. So come on, experience all these different things. Uh, and that, putting the pressure on myself to do that, almost ruined my ability to enjoy it. I also, though, understand with hindsight, I would go home and say the same thing, for sure, now, because I've worked through a lot of those feelings. Because then you talk to those same people, and you're like, oh, but I feel really unsettled, and 
like I should go home. And they're like, oh, yeah, I felt that too. Don't worry, that's normal. You feel that every time you go to a new place. And I'm like, why does no one, no one tells you those things? But I also, you know, I understand because they're not going to say, oh, just beware at the start, you're probably going to feel like shit. But also maybe that's good because it normalises it. I don't know. And I almost fear doing these episodes because I don't want people to listen and be put off travelling for their life solo. But I, I'm also, like I said, a very sensitive, emotional person and I just want to tell you how I've felt about the whole thing. Being a solo female traveller has also brought its own challenges to navigate and in Thailand that was highlighted so much more. Where times I felt unsafe, conflicted, confused uh, but it's also really increased my resilience a lot and I think it will moving forward I think it's helped me to believe in myself way more because I know I'm capable of navigating unfamiliar situations I do want to say though if you've been thinking about traveling do it if no one wants to come with you book it anyway 100% do it on your own with people go for it like even two weeks something I've realized is that I thought if you're going to do overseas travel you need to quit your job sell your car like I did do the full thing and just pack up your life and go and I've met so many people on this trip who are like oh my god I can't believe you did that and I'm like um well I thought that's what we were supposed to do they're like no I'm just here for two weeks and then I'm going back to my job so I'm just solo traveling for two weeks and I'm like you could do that, you could do that for a short amount of time, I didn't even think about it, I just thought that if you're gonna go, you go all in, you don't have to do that guys, there are people who just do like a week holiday on their own and stay in hostels, you can do that, or there are people I've met who have been traveling for a year straight, how they come up with the money to do that is beyond me, but yeah like a year straight, it doesn't need to be black and white, it's not this or that, it can be both, it can be a mixture of in between, you don't have to sell your car and quit your job. You can just take annual leave and go and do like a little thing on on your own. And, and going on holiday and traveling on your own is so normal. You're almost the odd one out if you are here with people. I've met more solo travelers than I have met more people with people, if that makes sense. So that's an overview of how I've been feeling so far. I'll probably make this one episode, but it will be longer than usual. So I wanted to answer some of the questions you guys had about traveling so the first one is how has the internet been it's been pretty good when I'm using data Uh, Thailand has been good because I just bought one sim one cost and now I get data like unlimited at a certain speed for the whole time I'm here and it's actually been like so fast I think I've had no issues with that I haven't even used wi-fi anywhere I've just been using my data the entire time and it's only cost me the one thing so that's been really really helpful uh wi-fi is good it's not the most amazing but it's definitely decent in most places I've been to both in Bali and in Thailand there's wi-fi everywhere which is great too like every cafe always has wi-fi because there's such a huge digital nomad working community everywhere always has wi-fi that's in Bali. But in Thailand, I've noticed the same thing. There's pretty much Wi-Fi everywhere. Are you traveling to see the country and lots of sites or to experience a few places? I had no idea. Well, I have no idea <laughs> what I'm doing. I really have no idea. One thing, I thought I wasn't really going to move around that much. So I bought a suitcase instead of a backpack. And that's major regret. Although I did have my podcast equipment. So I kind of needed a safe space to put that. And... 
yeah, so I didn't think I was going to move around. I think I'm just traveling to experience it as it happens. No real intentions to what I should be doing. But by the time I get back to Bali, so I would have, I'm only going to three places. So that's Thailand, Singapore, and Bali. And if I had have planned it better, I probably would have organized to go to Vietnam or Cambodia. But I think I want to come back and do that as like a tourist and not as a trying to work kind of vibe. I just think I need to dedicate some time to that experience as it is and not try to be doing too many things at once, which is why I haven't moved around that much. And another question, has meeting other travellers given you new perspectives and ideas? Oh my God, completely. Other travellers is really fun because you're meeting people from parts of the world where you wouldn't really get an insight into what living there is like. So Iran, Israel, and of course with the political environment of those two places, learning about life there is extremely interesting. And then you meet people from all over Europe, which European countries I didn't even know existed. Yes, I am ignorant, but Europe's a big place. Other people in Asia. There's Yeah, there's been so many different people to learn from which I've loved and then of course the local people learning from them is really really interesting as well what has been more or less expensive than you had initially thought everyone says Thailand's cheaper than Bali but I would say they're pretty much on par like some things are cheaper and some things are more expensive which in my mind just makes them even food is more expensive in Bali than I thought it was going to be but I think that's because of COVID and with the return of all the tourists they've upped their prices it's still cheap but I thought it was going to be cheaper than what it actually was. Accommodation in Thailand is so cheap, I think, for what you get. Like, I don't really pay over $30 a night for a hotel. Like, that's a hotel, not not a hostel, not a homestay. That's, like, a hotel where your room gets made every day and you get free bottles of water and, like, luxury. <laughs> what feels like luxury treatment. And this last one, the others have sort of been general questions around how I've felt. So hopefully this very long episode has answered those questions. Um, But the last one is, do you feel settled yet or think you will ever feel settled? Two sides to this coin, because I think personally and emotionally, I feel a lot more settled than I did. But physically, or yeah, I don't think I'll ever feel settled because I'm constantly moving. And I don't have a base and I'm living out of a suitcase. So that is something that contributes to me not feeling settled. I think the most important settled to feel is emotionally and mentally and I'm coming very close to that I'd say I'm pretty much there right now (sighs) so guys that was a big big old rant from me I hope that answered all of your questions I hope that it was interesting and not boring I am a little bit nervous to release this don't know why maybe I don't know why but I would appreciate hearing your thoughts and if not you know a rating and review goes a long way so would appreciate you being here is a compliment in itself so thank you and I look forward to talking to you on the next episode thank you so much for listening to this episode of the one up project if you want to find more stuff just like this check out other apps or follow us at the one up project on instagram or tiktok see you there